He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will with one L W I L at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in, in Europe. So... Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm not putting my address in, I'm not putting anything else in. I'm going to go on Airbnb because it's easier. So things like a product decision for us would be to just have yeah, name, phone number, credit card, entry. Yeah. That that increases your conversion rate. And But we would have members who are looking f to change that so that they can enter, you know, they can have an address form and all of these prepayment forms that are just not they shouldn't be doing it instead of having it before payment do that after payment really simple yeah. a simple change but makes a world of difference in terms of conversion rate and people don't know about these things obviously when people don't yeah. build websites it's not something that most people understand but at least from us coming from that kind of background and we're testing landing pages and, and all that we have a, a better understanding of what, what should be done to increase your conversion rates <laughs> You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks, but if you have a little quiet get together that kind of gets out of hand like this, then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property and of course, your profits are protected. 
So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now, thank you for checking out Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. and Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. everybody welcome back to another episode of slick talk the hospitality podcast and Vinny, i did see you dancing in the background there uh yeah you know they get the (laughs) listeners all encouraged but uh very excited today uh vincent and i just got back from miami uh meeting in person for the first time i've known of you and i've known of uplisting uh for i think since like 2019 ish and Mm -hmm. kind of been following the story i'm in your guys's facebook group and all this other stuff um, but we finally have the opportunity to really sit down and, and go into your story. So I'm excited to want to met you first before the recording. And now thank you for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Will. Of course. Well, uh, just for the audience sake, where are you located? Where are you coming from? All that good stuff. I'm located in Manhattan, in New York, in the East Village, uh, originally from Ireland. Okay. So you'll hear a great accent. Uh, you know, Irish is my, my hometown uh, that I obviously have never visited before. But <laughs> yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to dive into your story. So uh, let's jump into the, for, for the audience sake, again, go into what, what uplisting is, what have you guys created? And then of course, your story getting into vacation rentals and of course now tech. Yeah, so Uplisting is a, we're a preferred Airbnb software partner um, and we're basically a property and channel manager. Um, we work with Airbnb, Booking.com, Verbo, Google uh, shortly, and yeah. a, a, you know, direct bookings. Um, the, we've been, been, been around for a few years, uh, originally set up in the UK. Um, we're totally remote and so we've got team, teammates everywhere uh, and we kind of, Founded up this thing on the back of working for an Airbnb competitor called House Trip um, a few years ago, where um, we kind of learned the needs for a solution like Uplisting. So, were you ever a property manager, or did you just were working for a tech company, and then you're like, "There's something that needs to change." Um, initially, it was the just the the, the tech company. So, what, what what my role within House Trip? So, House Trip were as I said an Airbnb competitor, um, kind of were, were really struggling to compete against Airbnb with all the backing they had and the, you know the brand they had. They done Airbnb done done you know, so well, and so and this was like 2016. So it was um, um, a few years ago. You know, the kind of the, the industry was even you know earlier on than we are yeah. now, yeah. Um, and there wasn't that much software out there. There weren't a lot of solutions. It was very very naive, um, and I had spent thousands of hours talking to property managers um, to understand what their challenges were, what their needs were, um, and started to you know come up with this idea of uh, building a software that, that, that could meet those needs. Um, and then before we released that within the house trip kind of entity, uh, we sold the, the business got sold to TripAdvisor. Um, oh, no. and then, yeah, gotcha. And they were more interested in the house trip inventory, you know, the properties than the yeah. back end kind of thing. Um, so then myself and my two co-founders left Supervisor and started up listing from scratch. Wow. So you so you build something in pretty incredible from what I've seen in your guys' Facebook group. Um, actually, before we get into any of the direct bookings and all this other stuff and going to the features, uh, outside of that, what got what got you into hospitality, vacation rentals? Uh, was it kind of an accident where everyone on the podcast is like they stumbled yeah. into it? Yeah, I've heard that. That's a common trend. Um, p- pretty much, I think um, 
you know, on top of the, the the company I was working for, on, on top of house trip, my parents do have a hospitality, they like a traditional guest house, I guess, like a sixteen bed guest house in okay. the northwest of Ireland that um they you know they saved up their their life savings to build this dream kind of yeah. hospitality business. Um, they actually launched it after I'd left for college by the time it was built, so I didn't I didn't grow up with it really. Um, but we, we myself and my brothers got involved with helping run it and understand a few um, you know on the ground uh, challenges, I guess. Uh, I guess. Um, so yeah, that 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 and, and combined with the the tech and also renting out my own property on Airbnb when we were living yeah. in London. Did your uh, did are your parents now big fans and users of up, uplisting or are they? Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, yes. Uh, we've actually recently converted the property to short term rentals and you know doing all the automated check in and um, all of those um, you know improvements um, because. Yeah. The, the their business was so challenging that they're they're too, they're retired well semi retired obviously they yeah. have their own business but um getting up to make breakfast for you know 30, 40 guests um, is time consuming and, uh, and and all that comes along with it so being able to automate their business a lot more and we kind of do a lot of it remotely my brothers and I um, allows them to you know spend more time with their time with their grandkids and, yeah. and everything else but yeah they are, we do use up those things thankfully uh, that's awesome yeah more time with the grandkids that are army crawling through throughout. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so cool so let's jump let's jump in so there you know um i think there's a lot of tech in the space right vacation rentals hotels restaurants you name it anywhere in hospitality there's a, a big tech influx um for you guys what do you feel like really stands out from any other property management software in the sense of you guys i've seen in your guys group a big big push on direct bookings mm-hmm. um so kind of go walk through the features and the product itself yeah i guess there's a there's a fundamental there's two fundamental um factors, I guess, which make us stand out a little bit. Um, one is reliability. Um, there's there's a lot of software in the market, um, but there's not a lot of good software. Um, there, are, there, there are, you know, we've got some amazing competitors that do a yeah. fantastic job, um, but there's a lot of not, not you know, just not good stuff out there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, in, combined with not being reliable, there's a lot of software that's incredibly complicated to use. And um, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a trend, but you don't know how to build software. You just build all the features and nobody knows how to use it. It's just like, yeah. it's just per development, per, it's a per product at the end of the day. And um, so a lot of our members are coming to Uplisting because um, another software has failed them in some way, whether it's unreliable or they just don't know how to use it. Um, so that th- those are two things, usability and reliability is what we focus on like entirely that they are our core. Um, and then on top of that, we're, we're looking at, we focus entirely on the uh, growing property manager and the needs that they have, you know, as opposed to somebody who has one or two properties and is yeah. not looking to scale. Um, they have very different use cases and very different needs. Um, so that's, that's who we're kind of building our product for. What do you think your sweet spot user is? Are they anywhere from 10 to 50 or 50 to 100? Where do you, where do you see your normal uh, community members kind of scaling at? Uh, yeah, we, we have a bit of a, it's a broad band really. Um, so we do have people who have one or two properties who are, you know, looking to start with a software that they can grow on. You know, their intention is to scale. Um, we have people then moving, to, you know, to uplisting with 30, 40, 50 properties um, for various reasons. It may be reliability. It may be that they're looking to um, cut down some costs. Um, yeah. we're, we're a flat fee per property model. So it, it kind of makes sense for a lot of businesses. Um, but then we have members with 300, 400 plus properties who um, are maybe using a more traditional software, but because like everybody's use case is different, every single property manager has a different 
you know, core need. Yeah. And there's obviously there's a lot of, you know, um, overlap. Um, but we have these larger members who are moving over because they want to work with a partner software who will implement changes for them or upgrades or, you know, build features for them, which we do all the time, depending yeah. on the size. And, and so, so long as it's relevant, the, the majority of our members will, will do that. Um, so yeah, we have we have a broad range, different um, reasons, I guess, to, to use uplisting, but we cater for the growing property manager is what we say. For sure. And I, I do know uh, Craig, uh, with B&B booking out in Australia is a yeah. big raving fan of yours. So yeah. uh, that does speak volumes that, you know, you the international, like that was one thing I think we talked about on our pre-chat was really the the power of the community that you built behind the scenes of uplisting. It's not just a lot of marketing facing, you know, mm. uh, you know, campaigns on sign up today. It's really just showing what your current users are doing and the power behind it uh, with their, their very active engagement. Yeah, yeah, probably too much that way, maybe. But um, you know, we don't. We have historically not been as good at marketing, and maybe not as well known as others out there. But we've been growing steadily and slowly, and um, as we we've totally bootstrapped, so we don't have like a huge marketing budget, you know, to push out. Um, sure. But as we grow, we we you know we do increase our spend on marketing and, and ads and whatnot. Um, but having that backbone of a community um, is so valuable you know just even learning from them um understanding what their needs are their frustrations as well of course um but having a having someone like craig and we have a load of members that are, that are like craig who um if they're not like emailing me every day with some you know request or yeah. something else they're they're sharing it with all of their um their their peers which is you know incredible for us um and maybe we'll talk about it at some point but we did we kind of allowed those members to invest in our company because we yeah. want to we want to grow like they're, they're sharing all of you know they're, they're bringing on loads of new customers for us and we want and as they bring a new customer on our valuation goes up on you know yeah. as, as normal um so we want to allow our members to own a chunk of our company so that we can all get the the upside at the end of the day 100 and and for you guys what's it I, just before we get into the the fundraise and giving allowing not the fundraise but allowing your members to invest in, in uplisting yeah. um what's been like the biggest challenge is it having everyone requesting different little things and different features or what's the from a software production side uh for you guys where do you, you know, are you trying to balance what the future growth is to, to sustaining the current amount that's already on the platform like what are your what are your struggles or, or what were the biggest things you guys had to overcome at least yeah, I guess, you know, you start off with a, a bare bones product. Um, so you, you kind of know you don't meet everybody's needs from day one. Um, you try and accommodate them without holding people hostage, you know, through long contracts. Everybody, everybody in our first thing, well, most people are on a monthly rolling contract. And I think that really helps us to focus on what we should be building and what we should be focusing on, which is, you know, a mixture of new business, but also keeping our existing members happy, adding value, you know, as much as possible. And, and you know, for, for a long, for, you know, many, the last few years, it's been growing with them as they've scaled yeah. so as they scale we're adding new features to meet those different challenges and and so on but you know you, you can't uh, necessarily uh, meet everybody's needs all the time um, which is a challenge you try to and you know we, we've kind of introduced some uh, ways to get around that by allowing members to invest or not invest sorry, to uh, um, pay for some upgrade that we might do or okay. you know, if, if it's that important to you then would you put that much towards it and you know, we'll, we'll build it for you and you know bring in some extra t uh, engineers or whatever it is um so yeah just being the challenge is just being flexible without building a product that is uh you know littered with features that people don't actually need yeah. um so it's, it's part of building a good product it's, you need to understand what they're asking uh, what what they're asking for because people will ask for something um but it's being, like this, the most generic statement it's yeah. like i need this and you're like well there's like 5,000 things that go into that. Exactly. So. so there's about, you know, 
10 questions later, you kind of realize that the, the actual solution that you want is very different to what um, mm. the problem you're having. So it's, it's all about understanding what people need um, and what we should be focusing on. And I think being bootstrapped and, and having to really narrow down on what we're building uh, helps us greatly in that, in that way. For sure. And this is more like a personal question on the founder side, but like for you, what, what pushes you guys to really, you know, continue to push forward? You know, there, it's a, it's not a, I guess we could say it's a fragmented space, right? There's so much to- mm. uh, software out there. Um, and granted, like you said, there are, a, there's a lot of bad ones that just is like, oh man, what are you, what are you doing? And there's a couple of really good ones that are kind of like you guys where you really paving the way to make the user experience. It's not just sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up, numbers, 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 and then, you know, all right, we're done. Like, hmm. thank you for uh, being part of the, the industry. Yeah. Uh, what, what drives you guys for, for continued growth? Yeah, good question. I mean, we're from there's, there's personal reasons, I guess, but from a business perspective, um, there's always something happening that's uh, th- that illustrates the value we're offering to the industry. So, you know, we'll at the moment, we're onboarding a number of like 100 plus property managers. And yeah. for, for our side of business, that's incredibly valuable. So just having those coming on board and knowing that we're competing with the larger players out there um, and we're actually getting, you know, we're, we're fighting with them. We're not fighting, we're, 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 we're in the fight, right? Yeah, we're in the right. fight. Um, and uh, those people are moving to uplisting. It just shows you how much value is in our product, um, which, you know, that's all we need at the end of the day. As long as we can see that there's, there's growth for us from a business perspective and people actually want to use the software, um, then it's very easy to get motivated. For sure. And, and uh, so this, like for you guys direct booking, I, you know, I've been seeing all these posts on your group, uh, you know, the amount of direct booking revenue you guys have brought in for your customers in the sense of, pro- I'm, I'm assuming it's through product features and the, the ability to give these hosts and property managers the, the ability to capture that data. Yeah. Um, and, but kind of walk us through that because a lot of property like products or softwares don't even show a lot of the like they're they're highlighting more or less of integrations uh channel connections um maybe even a, a unified inbox or something like that but granted at the end of the day you guys are really pushing that book direct message so how does that kind of tie in for what uplisting is is accomplishing yeah i mean kind of it's it's all about again it's usability making things easy so uh yeah. there's there's a there's so much education still to go on in the direct booking space sure. where um, people do think it's a lot harder than it actually is or they're not using the right technology or, you know, it's, it's uh, if you have never done it before, it's like, where do I start? Or if you've grown your business on Airbnb, um, how do I, you know, ensure that the guests are yeah. um, keep, you know, adhering to my house rules or is there, is, can I get a deposit or, you know, all those kind of questions that, that are totally natural yeah. um, that we, we, well, we at least attempt to solve with our, with the feature or the, the product that we release. So our direct booking engine, first and foremost, it's click and play. Like you literally click a button, connect your Stripe account, and you can take a direct booking within five minutes, like genuinely very simple to use. Um, it's uh, mobile responsive. It looks well. Like all of those things are critically important for like conversion rates and getting guests to book and often overlooked, but like it's so important. You're competing with Airbnb, so you, your website sure. needs to be on par with Airbnb. Uh, then things like uh, we... You know, the cancellation policies that you might offer. We have a payment plan feature. So, you know, with Airbnb, if you stay for a 30-night 30 30 stay or a longer yeah. stay, you can pay X up front and the remainder. I think it's like 50-50-50. Yeah. So with Uplisting, you can select to pay 10% up front, for example, and the remainder 10 days before check-in. You know, totally customizable. Um, just increases your conversion rate. You might get, you know, cancellations on that, but... Um, yeah. That's that's what the consumer is wanting these days. So you know you just you, you kind of offer that, um, and you'll get you get more bookings. 
Um, and then things like the you know post stay, your concerns are how do I verify that the guest that's booked is you know who they say they are? So we provide guest ID verification where the guest can upload their ID and we verify that to be legitimate. You can do a do a selfie as well and verify that the face on the selfie is the same as the ID. That's something um, you guys have built, or have you? Or is that a partnered? Uh, we we use proprietary software for that, but it's all built into Uplisting, so you don't you know it's not an extra tech stack yeah. you need to integrate with we provide it with an uplisting it's actually powered by stripe um, okay. so it's similar to how um identification yeah you know, similar to how airbnb do it we would use yeah. a similar you know software sure. um then we have like an e-sign rental agreement so the guests can sign your you know agree to your terms effectively and you know if the worst comes to worst you can use that in uh, a court of law or whatever yeah. whatever yeah. you need um and then the deposit so we we automatically collect a deposit um and we pre-off that deposit 24 hours before check-in uh, and if the guest hasn't signed the agreement or paid the deposit or verified their id and these are all optional of course um, then we don't send the check-in instruction so you know simple um, logical kind of uh, int- uh, features that we have like that that just make make it running make running direct bookings very straightforward. For sure, and and for you guys, uh, when you're looking at Airbnb, like, are you looking at like the biggest thing I've noticed? Like, I came from the hotel world, so the 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 worst part about booking online with my phone would be that you, know, you go to you enter your name first and last email, and then you get mm-hmm. the phone number, right? And then you have to like switch your keyboard over to the numbers thing. But most, most keyboards should just automatically be numbers, right? Like, yeah, it's like as a, like it's a simple little thing like that. But are you guys looking at the click, click, done model that Airbnb is really mastered when it comes like you, ver- you create your account, add your card, and then when you go book a place, you hit, you select your dates and you click. Yeah, that, that'd be like the the next kind of iteration of a direct booking portal where you know if we're looking at a goal of ours would be to provide a Shopify experience for direct bookings. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's quite a bit of work involved in that. Yeah. Um, a lot of, lot of thought and everything else, but that's what we'd like to at least offer that to our members. Yes. Awesome. That's really cool. Cause it's a, uh, yeah. Airbnb has gotten very, like at the end of the day, they've become, as we talked about in Miami and, and you know, you guys are going to be at the book direct show. So like a big book direct uh, conversation is, you know, the, the ability that they just given. So, you know, such an easy experience that people, really are just you know that they they find something they like they get you know the shiny object object syndrome where they're you know the house has got a pool and a hot tub and great boom yep. done and then they kind of just walk away yeah um and we've noticed even for us like we have a trigger that happens for our properties is that a message gets sent right when they booked just say thank you for you know picking our, our place to stay blah 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 here's the information you need to know and a lot of them don't even read that because they booked it so fast and it's mm-hmm. done and they literally lock their screen and then, then yeah. they don't even see it until later so yeah, it's like totally it's crazy how they did that. Yeah, I mean those those kind of thought processes go into what we build. So we we have like some feedback. For example, picking what what you know the right things to build. We get the the payment page that we provide is you know as as limited number of inputs as possible because yeah. the more inputs you have, the easier some the quicker somebody's going to leave and just look at that and go, I'm not putting my address, in, I'm not putting anything else in. I'm going to go on Airbnb because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like a, a product decision for us would be to just have yeah, name, phone number credit card entry yeah. um that that increases your conversion rate and uh, but we would have members who are looking f- to change that so that they can enter you know they can have an address form and all of these pre-payment forms that are just not they shouldn't be doing it um and instead of having it you know before payment do that after payment really simple yeah. you know simple change but makes a world of difference in terms of conversion rate and you know people don't know about these things obviously when people don't yeah. build websites um they're it's not something that most people understand um but at least from us coming from that kind of background and you know testing landing pages and, and all that um we have a, a better understanding of what, what should be done to increase your conversion rates for sure 
and you kind of talked about you know the the education part of it what what for you guys are you finding is the most success when it comes to teaching people direct bookings how easy it is like is it just constantly being repetitive and just showing like every different thing or is it you know what what's that big educational piece that i think i think yeah. we're all missing there's a lot of people just don't know where to start you know yeah. how do i how do i get direct bookings and do i email my or do i send my link to my Airbnb inquiries and mm -hmm. no absolutely not do not do that <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and you know i'm a, a very important thing to remember is that direct bookings is a strategy within your overall strategy it's not going to replace airbnb for very few people is it going to replace airbnb so yeah. you need to work side by side with um with airbnb booking.com verbal and so on um but direct bookings you know one thing that i say if somebody asks how do i get started with, with direct bookings the, the first the, i think the lowest hanging fruit that i would um, recommend is just marketing to your previous guests you know really simple collect your email address from the guests and uh, on their anniversary of their stay or if you've got some promotions just email them you know and, and try and target that uh, those as the first um direct booking guest that you're going to get um i yeah. think that's it's a no-brainer yeah, my, my thing is now finding out how to how to get rid of uh, emails going to spam. It's getting worse and worse. It's like even just uh, messaging uh, someone on the podcast side on I they messaged me on LinkedIn say hey did you uh, want to follow up uh, anytime soon and it was like yeah did you get my email like three days ago and they're like no like all right well that's weird that I went to spam we've been yeah. talking before so yeah. the the spam is getting a lot harder so I think that's one challenge uh, yeah yeah voice. yeah. Hey, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode, and I wanted to drop in quickly to let you know that our partners at Jetstream have some of the best-in-class technology that sits at the heart of the guest experience with a focus on generating revenue for your property assets. With their platform, your property gets the best-in-class tech and integrations to remote access, guest screening, booking protection, and payment processing. Better yet, their team does all of the hard work of 24-7 guest communication and content creation. So go ahead, click the link in the show notes so you can jump on board today and take advantage of their professional hospitality team. Now, we're back to the episode. Okay, so you mentioned it. Okay, so now you guys are letting your power users or even just users in general of uplisting to really get into the investment side to, to own a piece of the company outside of, you know, when you guys, if you if you ever sell or if you, whatever you do, um, yeah. so that way they get the perks of being continuously loyal uh what what was the spark of that and also kind of backtracking going back and forth here but uh you guys are 100 percent remote was that before covid or is that due to covid now that you guys have gone full remote company no always have been so we set up in the uk um the th there's three of us all together that founded the company uh, andy lives in leeds um uh, Tade lives in Slovenia and yeah. I live in New York. So like from the start, we kind of all, we met and then separated like immediately. Yeah. Um, so we've always been remote and just as we've grown, you know, slow, like, like organically and um, brought on new people, just not having that restriction of location um, yeah. just made, made most sense. So yeah, entirely remote and, all, and always have been. Well, head of the trend, head of the trend. But mm. uh, uh, so for, for the investment side, what's, what's the big push for you guys to go that way? Are, are are you just developing more features and so you want them to really become a part of that or what's uh for you guys yeah. what's your thought i mean there's a you know many different um factors but we when we first started up this thing the three of us as founders had raised money we'd always set money separately before and we didn't necessarily enjoy that especially from an you know an early stage so we could have raised money and accelerated the 
you know, the business and, and maybe being bigger at this point, but it didn't really fit into what we wanted from the business and what our lifestyles are. Um, yeah. So we didn't really want to get the VC money, at least until the point where we were turning over a certain amount of money so that we would have the upper hand in any yeah. negotiations. Um, well, you, want to be able, you want to be able to fly to Miami on a last minute notice, right? And come, yeah. you know, with a bunch of people but, from, yeah. To totally. But other things, things like not having to do, you know, a, a board meeting every month or not having to sit through somebody who's on your board giving you shitty advice that you, you don't want to listen to and having yeah. to, you know, having that as part of your job. I don't want a boss, basically. Is, you know, that, that's the kind of the thing. Um, but and not, not to say that all VCs are like that. Because there's, there's loads of room for VCs. I don't, I'm not against VC money in any way, shape or form. Um, but in but the I, early stages, like it's mm -hmm. kind of it's almost a, like a, not a bandaid. It's kind of a, a, a stopping point. You know, it's a very much a, a deteriorate, deteriorator of growth. Uh, it, for, it can be, for yeah. sure. And, and we've seen that from House Trip. Like, the amount of money that the company was spending just because they had the money was yeah. just, you know, it's, it does more money does not mean, mean a better company, you know? 100%. Um, so we uh, didn't, didn't raise any money. Um, and over the past couple of years, two, three years, we've seen these advances in crowdfunding. And I actually raised crowdfunding money maybe 10 years ago now, but, um, and that was the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done. And at the end of it, I was like, I'm never, ever doing this again. Cause that was, that was so difficult. Um, raised like half a million dollars. But anyway, we, um, uh, we decided more recently that we wanted to, there's, there's loads of reasons. So a, a personal reason is that we want to re remove a bit of a risk from ourselves. So give ourselves, especially during COVID, we're like, let's step yeah. back a little bit. How can we ensure the longevity of the company that works for us as well? So let's, you know, take some money, uh, maybe raise some money and um, have a bit more of a, a runway, you know. Yeah. Um, we also, just the power of community is, is, is um, it's there, you know, it's like, um, I, we get this feedback from our members all the time. They're helping us to build this business that is becoming more and more valuable, um, but it attracts more and more people. And there's like a dollar value for every member that's referred to us. And if somebody's yeah. doing that because they're giving us feedback or sharing with their community, then um, we should be rewarding them in some way. You know, I, I, th I feel very strongly about that, that we don't necessarily want to have this business that is just owned by three people yeah. um, that has a, you know the upside at the end. Um, we want, you know, our, our team, we want to give our team um, access to shares and uplisting we want our community to invest in the company um and you know from from the other side then it's it's better having a community owned company in my opinion because they'll continue to share it they have a vested interest in the company and it works out very nicely for for all parties yeah it's more of like a, a way higher paying out uh, affiliate program <laughs> it's like exactly yeah because yeah, they're buying into it. they're not just getting referral or a commission off of a, a link that they post on a LinkedIn posts or something like that. It's yeah, a, for sure. And it's more yeah. authentic, I think, anyway, maybe. maybe. Um, but also the, uh, um, a lot, of, I, I see so many parallels with what we're doing to our members. So like building software from scratch, building this business from zero is what all of our members have done, you know, but in a different space from an Airbnb or short-term rental perspective. Um, so there's so many parallels there that they, they can see what we're doing and how we're hustling and, and, you know, making things happen out of nothing, same as they are. And they're willing to invest some of the money they've earned because they can see that that, you know, that has future and, and potential. For sure. And, and yeah. I was gonna say, sorry, then, and then just the mechanisms are there's so many ways to do it now. Like we, we did an angel list um, roll up vehicle, which I had no idea existed uh, 12 months ago. Is the um, angel list what? It's, it's a roll up vehicle it's called. And basically you can set up, you set up your own syndicate on angel list um, where basically we can, I control the syndicate, the, the company control, yeah. controls the syndic syndicate, our members can invest into it. Um, and uh, basically what they get is 
Um, again, there's no there's no need to think about board seats or votes or anything. Like we, we still have control of the business as we as we move forward. Um, but our members have uh, opportunity to you know get some upside, whether it's profit sharing or an exit at some point. Um, wow. we've, got, we've got no really no one we've got no clear intentions of what it's going to be. But at some point they're going to own some of the company, so yeah. um, they'll get some money out of it. Oh, that's really cool. And I I, I do love the, the the unique part about the vacation rental side is that. Uh, you know, we are very much an entrepreneurial bunch where uh, it's like we, I don't know, I just tried describing it from like the hotel world. The, the hotel world, when I was like into it, was very much like, this is how we've been doing it for 20 years. This is how it's done. Da, 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 no partnerships, like no, nothing to do. You, you don't need to go recreate the wheel, right? Like they're just like, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick to our thing. And then getting the vacation rental world, it was like, hey, let's, let's collaborate. Let's partner. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like we're mm -hmm. all at that point where it's like, I have a vision, you align with my vision, let's grow together. Yeah. And it's very much like arm in arm type, you know, community as we saw in Miami, like just yeah. different operators, different softwares, different everything coming together and really just, you know, collaborating and talking and like, you know, uh, not to not to go on about the Miami trip, but just like Andreas and uh, Dennis from mm. uh, Sextant State and Cassiola go yeah. to the, went to the Sextant warehouse and toured it and showed each other's, you know, kind of like cards in a way where it's like, mm. where, do, where are you going to find that? You're not going to find Marriott and Hilton doing that, right? Yeah. You know, they're not yeah, going to yeah. be like, hey, come come check out our, our yeah. back office and da, da, da. Exactly, yeah. So it's very much a, yeah, a, a great community. So that's really cool that you guys get to grow and build that community with your users. Um, yeah. At, at, on that topic, it's something that I found, again, I was surprised about this when we first entered this, you know, release up listing, where we would, we get a member somewhere like Craig in Brisbane, for example. Yeah, um, yeah. But earlier on, we get somewhere in uh, in Los, uh, Los Angeles or in LA or Perth or some some location. And then all of a sudden, we've got 10 members in that same city. And we're like, what, what, is, what, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, my, my assumption would be that people and operators do not uh, share within the same city at least you know they're competing but yeah. that was just not the case everybody they'd have their groups together they go and meet up and they'd um share they if they find some software that worked for them they'd share it very collaborative yeah very much so and we you know obviously on the podcast i see that too everyone's like what are you doing what are you using and then it's like mm -hmm. oh yeah go 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 run free and wild with all of this uh, yeah this information but uh, it's really cool and um so for you i guess like what's what's your what's your like outside of now, you you say you kind of you don't really know uh, is it, it going to be a, uh, an acquisition? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? What what's your big you know your big goal for what you're building and what you're doing? Uh, what's the what's your main reason personally on on just getting into the industry and continue like after a lot of founders don't sell, you know sell a company to a TripAdvisor and then get back into the industry and you try to create something different. So for you, what's what's a, a big you know, aspiration for what you're what you're building, what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean. First of all, I don't want a boss. There's, there's, there's loads of reasons why you start a company, I guess. I, yeah. I don't like I don't like bosses. Um, I enjoy having control over what I'm building and what I'm working on a day-to-day -day basis and you know, making things happen from, from nothing, as all of us yeah. in this industry are, I think. Um, we, we really want Uplisting to, to be, you know, fit into our lifestyles. So, um, for example, one of my co-founders went on a trip around the world, you know, two mm. years ago, where he didn't check in for like seven months. And that's not a problem because 
you know, we're, we're happy, we're fine with that. Yeah. Um, it's not an issue, you know, we do, we do what we want to do. And um, so having it um, that fits, in, fits into our lifestyle and whether that's, you know, clocking up at 5 p.m. every day and spending time, spending time with my kids, you know, that's what yeah. I do. I don't work weekends. Um, I, I don't feel too much pressure with the business. We're in a nice position at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, just those, you know, those lifestyle things, and, and actually, you know, focusing on what's most important outside of outside of work. But um, same same with my my colleagues. We just want to have a business that that you know provides a lot of value to our members, and uh, but still fits into our lifestyle. And we're not like running around ragged, stressed yeah. to the max, um, not enjoying ourselves. Yeah, hundred percent. I love that. Sim- simple, you know, simple yeah. life. Simple life. I like it. I like it. No boss control what you want to do day day to day. So that's uh, that's really nice. Um, or what I guess like you guys get to see a lot of data and and trends. I, I hate saying the word trends, so like trends. Um, but like what are your, you know, 2022 feels a lot more positive. I think mm-hmm. we all kind of got to the new year and we're feeling a little bit more excited, except for like, you know, rest in peace, Betty White and a few of the other uh, big legends that have passed away, like right in the beginning. But it's like, um, you know, I feel like we're very feeling very positive. What are you what are your like overall goals, predictions, thoughts of 2022 and 2023, maybe even? Um, yeah, I think so from like maybe from our perspective, what we're looking at, what our goals are for the company um, or what we want to provide to our members. Um, we kind of have these four pillars that we work towards, which is increase your revenue, um, uh, automate as much as possible. The industry is just obsessed with automation. Like, yeah. There can't be enough automation. Um, improve the guest experiences and just operational um, features or tools. Um, so within Uplisting, what we're we're focusing a lot on, on the revenue side. So um, helping, you know, a feature we're working on is upsells. So helping you generate more income from your um, existing guests. Um, I think that's, that's something that uh, the industry needs more of. Um, and there's so much potential there to increase your revenue that we there's, there's a lot of scope for us to, to make a real impact in that. Um, there's, you know, general, I don't know, like the trends that we we're, look, we're, we're seeing are obviously remote working and yeah. this kind of this leisure trend of business and leisure. Yeah. Um, something that I do a lot of, my family do a lot of, where we go away for a couple of weeks um, and just the, you know, what you need from a, uh, in your property to um, to, to you know, accept those kind of stays, so um, you know, comfortable beds, uh, couches, um, all yeah. the amenities in the kitchen. It's not. It's not just. You can't just get away with a staged property with um, you know cheap furniture anymore. It, yeah. it really has to be quality stuff. Um, so looking towards that as. You know, there's a big reason why somebody's going to pick, or a family at least, is going to pick a, an Airbnb over a hotel. Is that um, mm-hmm. you know, we can, I can work there, a good internet, all of those that we probably are aware of, but they're, they're so important. Um, the and then yeah, just that experience in general. Just how how can we improve experiences of our properties that you know compete with Airbnb? or sorry, compete with um, you know hotels and, and so yeah. on. Well, I, I love the upsell feature, you know, uplisting with an upsell feature. It makes perfect well, sense, right? Yeah, that was the whole idea. The, the, the name came from us helping you to, you know, in, you know do better with uh, your short-term rentals. So up, up something, upsell, uplist, um, get more bookings. That's what yeah. we're here for. Awesome. I love it. It's it's, it's great. And, the, the, you know, um, I know you know David Jacoby from Hostfully. Like, we went over their data report and just, you know, that was a big thing that a lot of people were growing the sense of increasing revenue or not revenue, but rates, um, you know, adding more inventory. But the number one thing that a lot of managers weren't looking at as a way to scale and grow in the revenue department was upsells and, and capturing that guest in the property rather than uh, just before and after, right? I mean, getting them to book again and yeah. hopefully book direct. And then, of course, you know, yeah. all this stuff. So, 
So, and, and those kind of growing property managers who may be looking at an exit at some point, um, yeah. you know, those are the kind of things that investors or you know, somebody who's going to buy you are going to be looking at is how much, what is the average revenue per guest? You know, and yeah. how are you, what are you doing to increase that revenue? And um, you know, whether it's straight bookings or if it's upsells or, or whatever else, um, you know, they're, they're definitely things that need to be part of your strategy. Well, I think uh, just not even for an exit, but like as an operator, I shouldn't be looking at ADR. I should be definitely looking at revenue per guest, you know, not per room, per guest and really getting out of that space. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, Richard, who's uh, one of the founders of uh, Muse, you know, he's very philosophical on the sense of, you know, a room is a room, right? Like you're not just selling a bed, a shower and possibly a desk, like you're selling space in the sense of, you know, you know how, how are you going to maximize that space? And then also how are you going to maximize that time with that guest or that, that user, that traveler outside of the 24 to 48 hours that they're normally there. Right. Mm-hmm. They're there for a week. Granted, you're going to, you got them for you know seven days. Um, but how do you capture them more outside of that? And so I think it's something very unique that, you know, from a revenue management standpoint, we always talk about ADR occupancy, rev mm-hmm. da, 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 but maybe it needs to change a little bit and go and go into that route. Yeah. I was actually, I, we're building a kind of an inside feature and uplifting at the moment and going through, um, you know, understanding metrics better, and you know, yeah. every I think something that's really excited about exciting about building a business, a software business, is you get to dive in deep into a particular challenge and yeah. under, you know, learn it and understand it and come up with your own solutions to it. Um, but you know, these part of this metrics, um, I think there's uh, there's there's I don't know, this has been done already, but um, a metric for um revenue per like over commission type thing. So understanding, you know, as you start implementing your direct booking strategy or get more direct bookings, like what is your um, commission? How, how is your commission that you're paying to channels reducing based on, you know, those activities you're doing? Oh, that's really cool. I like that. We'll definitely, I, I can sense an episode number two coming out in the future ones, uh, going into all those data and different metric points. Uh, but no, that's really, yeah, it's just, it does challenge you. I think the more we can challenge operators and even just hosts that are building their business on Airbnb alone uh, to really challenge that, that thinking, right? Like you have people on YouTube, I can teach you how to make a million dollars in a year on Airbnb. And it's like, okay, like, great. But at the end of the day for sustainability and profitability and all this other stuff and, and for the growth of the industry, for the sake of not just being one user, but a pond, a big, a big ocean. Uh, how are we really challenging that mindset and that, that shift of, you know, you know, metrics and, and calculations and everything yeah. else so, and it's, it's yeah. just evolving isn't it we're all you know we're all learning and yeah. as we fine-tune things um you know you you, you uh, challenges come out and we, we try to solve them 100 well uh, i like to ask this uh, last question to every guest on the podcast and it's if you had one link granted we are going to share every link possible uh, in the show notes but if you had one link that any listener right now could just grab from the show notes and go to where would you send them uh, yeah, go to my go to my Twitter. So it's uh, you know my handle is Breslin, my surname, um, and let's have a chat over there. Perfect. Well, you're the first one to actually mention Twitter. Everyone's LinkedIn, website, or email. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised. So Twitter was the one. Let's tweet. Let's yeah. tweet. I think awesome. it's a bit of an untapped resource. I think um, lots of really interesting conversations going over there. I've never actually been that big into LinkedIn, but more recently I have. There's a lot yeah. of, a lot of action on LinkedIn. Um, so sure. all valuable. Well, now I have to get into Twitter. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Vince. I'll start start tagging you. Don't worry. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And for all of our listeners, uh, make sure you like and subscribe everything uplisting. And of course, we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. 
We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.